0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Note to Scene, a music news podcast covering everything from pop punk to metalcore. I'm Matt Crane. I'm Tyler Sharp. And welcome to this show, ladies and gentlemen, where every week we discuss all the biggest news stories in the music scene. Find more episodes of this show on Apple Podcasts, where you should please rate and review us. Email us at note scene at new.com. So much to talk about this week. Big news from Blink 182 and Panic at the Disco. But first, we're going to talk about an unlikely My Chemical Romance imposter. Get your pitchforks in. Let's go. First note scene of the summer. And I know technically it's not the start of summer, but I consider Memorial Day the start of summer basically. Like it's hot
1: out. It is roasting here in Indiana. It's the summer man. man.
0: Everybody's, everybody's <laughs> summer. the summer songs. You know Summer's it's hot. Here. It, yep. Everybody's going outside. What What's good Tyler Sharp? What's going on?
1: Dude I'll tell you what's good. It's this Seaway album that they dropped at the end of last summer last year. Big mistake on the release of that. So I just <laughs> randomly revisited it um when I was going running uh this past week. And dude, I had that thing on front to back, just full album repeat for a good three hours. And that is like just the perfect summer record. Stop. I it's not a perfect album song to song because there's definitely some moments where they miss but um those songs are so good car seat magazine lula on the beach apartment oh my gosh dude they nailed it on that record and it's so sad that so many people are just never gonna hear that thing so if you haven't heard that seaway record go listen to their newest album you will yeah not we actually it.
0: I mean of all the pop punk albums we reviewed last year we liked that one the best I remember and we sort of also liked the uh, rome album as like a companion piece to this one in I, a way yeah and um they Seaway released the best pop punk album of last year you know because like just out of nowhere straight man. out of nowhere i mean <laughs> and it, it wasn't amazing but yeah i can see how it's it's a good summer record and just pop punk is always a good way to kick off the summer you know totally still waiting on that story so far record man where the hell is that? that at dude dude like the mid-june surprise drop like, Ooh, let's do it. Let's dude, there's no
1: it. way if you're noise, I, I know life is that not, that like, <laughs> life's not that good. Cool.
0: If we only nice nice things. Yeah, like that. if only. All right. Um, let's do a listener question. Cool. This one comes in from listener Megan D who writes in a note to CNETGEMO.com. Megan says, Hi, Tyler and Matt. I definitely think that you should make an extra episode for Avril Levine." But also, as a former emo, I think you should make an episode about the used My Chemical Romance feud. Do you think that the feud still actually exists, or Bert does it for fan benefit? Huh. Well, first off, shouts to like all you former emos out there. I'm going to check you real quick. Like if you listen to the show, you're still emo.
1: Absolutely. Shouts (laughs) to you for keeping whatever's left of it alive.
0: Yeah. Former (laughs) emo is a very loaded term. Be careful with that one. Um, Yeah. We might actually have to do that Avril Lavigne episode, Tyler, with all the feedback we got. I am totally down. I, and I think so we're going to actually <laughs> have to do it now. That's like, I don't think I, I don't realize, I didn't realize what we were getting ourselves into, but, um, oh my God, we're gonna have to do a lot of research for that one.
1: <laughs> Diving down the rabbit hole, man. That's what we do.
0: In it's... regards to, um, Megan's question here. I, yeah. I think the feud is still on. Like, I think G. Way is a nastier guy than people give him credit for. I think he's kind of a brat, and and Bert's a fucking savage. Oh, man, dude. dude, Bert's a fucking <laughs> savage. Like, man, putting the brat
1: label on G. Way, you be careful, dude, man. You you be deal.
0: careful out there dude, with that. Dude, in my in my dealing, my ancillary dealings mm-hmm. with him and his oh, family, I know. He's... But you tossing um, some labels
1: out there now,
0: man. <laughs> you better be just, careful. <laughs> yeah, but um, in Bert, like I said. Total savage. Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, he put out Pretty Handsome Awkward, which is like such a savage attack song. Not only is it, you know. He goes after him
1: in so many different ways on that song.
0: Right. And that's. He channeled that anger and that hate he had for Gerard into a banger which Absolute is the best thing you can do bangers. and it hit at radio and like that's right. the best revenge you can get you know put the anger into a hit you know and have it burn at radio and he did things in that song like unforgivable things like he aired out <laughs> Gerard Way's bulimia on that song while like, running not, a mile man dude not only is that ice cold but that's like hashtag problematic like that probably gets you canceled. that's today. not
1: allowed man that's that not allowed gets,
0: that probably gets you cancelled today you Absolutely. know what I mean it, airing out somebody's private conditions like that. And um you know, every diss he has in that song from, you know, your shallow concept, you know, dissing the whole black parade bullshit kind of mm-hmm. thing to just straight up I hope you choke and die. Like <laughs> <laughs> Or even <laughs> when he Bert. says,
1: Hey, are you okay? That's a shot at I'm not right. okay by my Chemical Romance. Right. Like yeah. Bert
0: not only hates Gerard but Gerard never responded, really, to this, and I think it's, it's all pent up and still there, man. <laughs> Is Burt going to take this to his grave, man? I mean, you know Burt. He, he's an antagonist, and he, he's going to keep poking and prodding until G-Way finally pops, but, you know. Man, he's
1: got to do something big at this point, man, because it's
0: <laughs> going to be hard to
1: save that band from the canyon. I, I, I don't yeah. know,
0: man. <laughs> Used, you know, will the used implode before G-Way finally responds, you Oof. know? Or will G-Way is he waiting for the used to just, you know, implode? To just go away. <laughs> and then, then he'll speak his truth.
1: <laughs> That's when Mike Hem will come back is when the used go away. Oh, oh man. man. What if he,
0: what if he made that like proposition to his fans like if you guys just break that on used out in the tweet? Oh my god, those poor guys in the used, they get savaged so He's quickly. He's watching they them implode
1: right now with all those lawsuits.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's probably just sitting back. Dude, G-Way this is the time for the kill, man. The used are like circling the wagons, you know? They're right. like, yep. the used are besieged right now, man, from all sides. This is the time. Shipwrecked. Hashtag shipwrecked. That,
1: that'd be a fun episode, but that, that'd have to be like a two-parter, man. We'd have to do well, like I think it's, two we couldn't hours. We really
0: do a whole episode on, on just the beef, you know? No, it has we'd to have, be have to do more, both like, bands. The, the rise of those bands together right. and sort of their separation. Right. That's definitely something we could do down down the pipe, but that would uh yeah that would take a lot of research and stuff. So I'm <laughs> already, fun, I'm, already I'm already anxious about the Avril thing, dude. Oh so. my gosh! We'll put that we'll mark that one down for that. I think we've had another other listeners request this very same episode too. So right, there's been a couple, I think. So we'll put that, down. We'll put that one down. But um,
1: yeah. anything else you want to say on this T sharp? I don't think so. I'm excited. I hope you know. Once we get more time in our schedules, we'll be pumping out some. Bonus excited episodes. To bring back. <laughs> you want to start. Let's it do it. man let's do it
0: all right all right um we thank megan for writing in if you have any questions for the show feel free to send them to note to scene at gmail.com but tyler holy shit man we gotta move on because we have so much music to talk about this week it's about time man starting off here you know let's just dive into this bullshit right now so as it's (laughs) uk pop punk heroes released a new song called the wounded world from their new album the great depression and have decided they are the new my chemical romance <laughs> um you know relating to our last listener question my chem is in the air and uh, they're jacking mcr style hard it's funny because like what you have here is a pop punk band who didn't really make it right it didn't work out like, it this was experiment. Over. Just, let's take Patty, Wal- <laughs> Walt- Patty Walters. This YouTube—is it Waters or Walters? Walters. Let's let's take Patty Walters, this YouTube star, and and let's turn him into a pop punk band. You know, this is Furious Records' idea. Let's build a band around him, and it failed. What what the last record do, Tyler? Like, like three thousand. yep It just—it's—it's it's just never gonna happen. So you know, after that flop, and uh, this just seems like such a like a shallow like reboot for the band. Like, <laughs> shallow just,
1: concept. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yo. Like, let's just, you know, let's mine all the MCR nostalgia we can. And this is obviously, like, very orchestrated. And this is obviously Fearless isn't on the planning. And uh, it just, it looks really stupid. Oh, man. <laughs> So I'm going to throw uh you
1: remember the OG SpongeBob meme with the rainbow where he says imagination in that scene, yeah. but mm-hmm. the meme is just like, you know, things that are everywhere basically. And mine mm-hmm. is the pivots and rebrands are right. everywhere in this scene <laughs> right now, man. Like literally you cannot look in any direction and not see a pivot or a rebrand. And this right. is obviously a hard one. Like this is a hard left turn for this band because... Dude, honestly, when they drop dial tones, when Fearless first signed them, and they launched that first full length with that single, that's a good song. Like, it is a solid new wave pop punk song.
0: Listen, it's a good song. That's the only good song they ever put out. Exactly, exactly,
1: <laughs> for sure. So yeah, there is a lot to unpack in 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 all of this, and it's crazy that we're kind of like co-leading with an as it is song because that was never
0: supposed to happen on this show. No, but it was just kind of the most talked about thing. Like it, it, this it, is, like you said, the rebrands are hard, right? Yep. You know, anyone from from Under Oath, you know, to a Day to Remember, to yeah, you know, every even the 1975. You know, everyone's right rebranding as rock music crumbles and dies, but this one was just so cheap to me. Like, this was just, totally. it was like, Absolutely. you know what I mean? It, just, it was like the Walmart rebrand. Like, it just looks tacky as hell. I Absolutely. Think, you know? we, got... we got Patty screaming for the first time on the song. So that, that was kind of interesting. Over couple, that, um... right,
1: right. Over the quote unquote breakdown. Yeah, well,
0: uh, you got that chiming post hardcore riff that you've right? heard in like every post hardcore right. song through 04 to 06. You know? So I
1: think it's <laughs> worth unpacking a little of what Patty has done since the last As It Is record. And one of the things he done is he joined Jared Alonji's post-hardcore band called Crazy 88 and they're really trying to reach back into like 2004 to 2006 post-hardcore. You know, they're crowdfunding their record. I haven't heard much recently. I think they met their goal. I'm not entirely sure, but they do have a couple songs out, a couple covers. You should go check it out. It's it's pretty decent post-hardcore. It's nothing like overtly special, but so th- we could tell that Patty was kind of thrown into the new wave pop-punk because it was just the thing that was happening in 2014 yeah. and 2015. This happened to a lot of bands. They're like, we got we we entered the scene when something was taking off, but that's not necessarily what we like to listen to or what we grew up listening to. So I could totally see Patty just growing up as a post artcore kid. You know, like, this I is I can totally this see is it. to the
0: point of parody, though. Like oh, like totally. I'm gonna put on the right, G-wave suit sure. and wear and wear guyliner again. For like sure. th- you it was know what I mean? 100%
1: calculated. It, it, it's
0: just hilarious, Over like that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean. i I like the blonde guy who's just totally going for it like he's like i am half dead and like probably mikey way really (laughs) he really looks
1: like flyleaf's guitarist on the memento mori cycle just like Uh totally vampire half dead (laughs) like
0: you remember when papa roach reinvented his emo for like this like they all the guy liner came in and the black all the black like which it, era it, of papa was that, that was stars. that the most recent
1: oh okay stars, stars yep yep, yep, yeah. yep and yep. they
0: invented an emo band. like it's just funny like this looks it's just like it's, i don't it's, know it's kind of trumpy in a way the way it's Donald the... Trump just does whatever whatever he wants and you kind of can't say anything cuz it's just like it, nothing matters you know <laughs> like he just does it and everyone's like hey you can't do that and and everybody and then goes then about their day, it. and this oh, is right. what that is. Kind of. <laughs> Trump yet? It's like, they're just, you
1: know, all Whoa, right. Shouts to that what? nihilistic overtone there, man. <laughs> like,
0: forget <laughs> calling brands for selling out. Like, this is just, you know, they're basically with this move, like, saying, you know, we're not really a band we're just well patty's just a time chaser you know
1: right totally and it's yeah and without even getting into the music i think we should preface this talk with the fact that like this is not gonna save this band there's no no way that this band evolves and grows from this you know yeah there's there's know, it's still over for as it is
0: like we all knew my chemical romance were going to be influential Mm -hmm. and and they probably knew they were going to be an influential band but like do you think this is what they had in mind like what would happen? God, dude uh, yeah <laughs> literally
1: like what 15 years after the the three cheers era this is what we're getting
0: like, we can't
1: yes. we literally can't usher anything new into the scene so we're reaching back 15 years right. ago to bring something
0: <laughs> and I, and you know I'm like I would be kind of a cheerleader for this sort of thing. Like, I I wanted the black makeup and the black right. style to come back, and I wanted the post-hardcore totally. darker songs to come back. But, like, in a, you know what I mean? Like, in a more, like, organic way, this was just a, like, we're going to flip a switch and be a different <laughs> band. It's just, and like you said, the, well, the video only has 150,000 views. Like, it, it's right, not, right. It, it ultimately doesn't matter because it's there as it is. It just, they don't matter. Right. We, spent too, we almost spent too much time talking about them already. i know
1: i know but one thing before we get into the song one thing that was that i took away from the rebrand was like wow this is really what i was wanting and partially expecting from sleeping with sirens when they signed oh, to warner yeah. brothers like oh. this is exactly maybe not so over the top <laughs> yeah. you know like kellen not coming out and just total eyeliner just complete you with know with a red tie three yeah, like, cheers no. rip off you know but kind shirt, of like this tie, same like, yeah kind of like this same vibe that right, you like get like the emo post hardcore vibe and that yeah, that's like, what i wanted A- from that sleeping album definitely let's say
0: kick me and sort of you know right. make that a little more emo kind right of thing. just darker. consequently
1: i think this is the best as it is song since dial Tones. hundred dude it's a, it's better than dial tones man <laughs> i have probably better? listened. yes i have probably listened to this song like over 50 times no problem you know
0: since it came out oh man um, yeah so that kind of was like yeah for me well, but i'm at it i'm at a six God. out of ten this song six it's, out of ten yeah what? it's it's okay dude
1: i you know i don't want to unpack it too much because i know that there's really not that much to unpack here i love this song as a fun kind of shallow jam very because that's what it is you know so i think the the lead up to the breakdown is the cheesiest fucking thing i've ever heard in my (laughs) entire life and honestly like I get more especially from an aesthetic angle I get way more Alasana vibes than Mike chem but it's obvious that everyone's gonna associate them with my chem just because mm-hmm. Mike Chem was such a bigger band than Alasana.
0: but well and Alasana would... were kind I know that cheesy shallow MCR about exactly. themselves <laughs> well <they just laughs> so we're took... just right. a distillation of MCR through Alasana. right that makes I, sense. Like, That's patty, a like
1: patty patty really looks like Sean Mike yeah. and during the thespian era yeah. like he is yeah oh, total... we're throwing it back to Alasana. Sun out? Like oh, we got nothing left, fam. There ain't nothing left. To me. <laughs> it is so over. But I'm oh, glad boy. that at least as the scene is convulsing down, we can have these random jams that I like. So All right. no joke, I'm at an eight out of
0: ten on this song. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love right. it as this fun shallow jam.
0: I'm glad I'm glad you can find the love in that, but we gotta move on, to Tyler Sharp, to our other lead story, which is panic at the disco. The band released high hopes. The third song from their upcoming sixth album out June 22nd. This follows uh, Pray for the Wicked and Silver Lining. Gotta point out, Wicked is doing really well at alt radio still. Mm -hmm. I think it's at number six the last time I checked. And I hear it all the time in rotation. Like Anytime I get my car, I flip through. I have all my stations programmed. I check just to kind of see where the vans are at. And this one's getting played a lot. Billboard called this song Bombastic. (laughs) okay i would agree with that it's good word for it i would agree with that like this is uh it's more glossy and colorful than wicked and uh like that chorus just knocks i like it um i like getting brendan's higher range in that chorus it's closer to emo side panic and less sinatra vibes um it's a very triumphant song i like it better than wicked for sure yes um i just don't know I'm still I'm still on the fence here like you know like, I don't know is this is this the song you know is this the song that saves panic um I come to my score of ultimately seven point eight out of ten I okay. really like the song it's it's a banger it's or it's a low key banger mm-hmm. i just I just don't know if I can give it that eight banger status mm-hmm. where are you at
1: so it yeah this this is this is a bit of a tough my biggest caveat i have with it is i just don't think he's pushing the panic limits enough in all of these songs the three that he's released so far it really does just feel like
0: i mean just forget about silver lining i mean that does like that right, right i mean yeah i was gonna happen? bring that up too it's like
1: what the hell why do that why even release that song it just doesn't matter but like with these new songs they just feel like panic songs you know and every time we've had a new panic album since the comeback every new song and every single and every time they put out something it is felt like panic but also brand new in a way that we didn't have the last time we heard the band and this still feels like death of a bachelor era to me in in Mm -hmm. a way so that's my biggest disappointment uh with the song gotta say man you know everyone for whatever reason Everyone's just saying big mood all the time now. We got big hooks, man. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Brendan's got big hooks. This thing comes in hard with that horn section. And mm-hmm. uh, it's funny. My brother, he doesn't do music a lot very well. Like, he just, just doesn't do dives. But he likes the aesthetic of ska and what it stands for. And I showed him mm-hmm. the song, and he was like, whoa, is Panic at the Disco a ska band?
0: <laughs> it's just, like, just like, couldn't go, be further from ska. Go, that's kind I,
1: I know, I know. I died laughing, and he's just How like, del- he just... I'm,
0: a- I'm angry
1: over here that someone like associated <laughs> Panic Disco with <laughs> he ska. He, he-, he hears horn <laughs> section, and he's you know just me like, ska. Ska. You Oh know no, my I know. Yeah. See, I'm okay. a little bit more forgiving in there, but
0: Big Hook, yeah, it's I, all the warp cores like me, man.
1: Right? Yeah. Big Hook, love the chorus. The pretty odd pre-chorus is gotta go. We gotta stop reaching <laughs> yeah. back, man. We gotta stop reaching back. It's you gotta let go, Brendan. If you're gonna reach back, you gotta. Go go to fever one more album it was two more years past that so keep reaching i am at a seven out of ten on this song i like it much better than say amen for sure
0: yeah that chorus just really knocks i really like it it, um, it
1: knocks in a way that, like, um, like an outcast song, kind of knocks for summer choruses. Like, they have a couple songs where that horn this is- section comes in. You could just see yourself like just yelling along to this chorus when you're driving around in the summer.
0: I think, and my thing is, if say Amen is doing so so well at radio, you know, number six, mm-hmm. this is this could maybe move into like top forty. I think, I know. But, you know, this is a little more pop friendly, and it's got horns, which you know. Horns at this point are a little old for pop. You know, I know he was doing it big back in the day. There's still a chance there. I don't know. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out is the Vegas Golden Knights are going to the Stanley Cup. You know, Panic being a Vegas band, this kind of would be like the perfect triumphant like theme song for the Golden Knights going in. Dude, it's a flashy I, song. The Golden Knights are a flashy team. I was thinking, like, sports anthem? Like, yeah. You know? I mean, literally, <laughs> like, kind going there with it. Yeah. Vegas band. You got a Vegas team in the playoffs going to the finals. This could yeah. be a good. We might see a pairing. I wouldn't be shocked. It just makes sense. Totally. For uh, both sides. Uh, interestingly, panic related. Uh, Ryan Ross emerged this week for a show and he uh he announced some new music <laughs> so, um did you watch came... any of it i did and uh you know he came out for a friend's show and played some songs and what i couldn't believe was um his friend referenced the young veins when they were about to play and everyone screamed well, like everyone get out shouted. of here yeah i was like what like no one actually sudden, liked that sudden, band like that band <laughs> <it's> <laughs> the fires no one no one liked that band.
1: Everyone likes what they don't
0: have. And once they have exactly. it, it's like, well, Young Ugh, we're going to pretend like like that ever mattered. Right. You know, it mattered. It, it did matter until we heard the music. The second everyone heard mm-hmm. that Beatles rip off, they stopped listening to the Young veins, Right. I right. just thought it was funny how when she shouted out the Young veins on stage, just the screams were overwhelming. Dude, the other thing, too, if you listen to the performance, like, like you hear girls in the crowd. Here's some things I heard. I love you, Ryan, quote, he's so beautiful, quote, I'm gonna cry, quote, actual crazy heavy breathing, I heard, like, like people were freaking out, like, dude's still a rock star. I mean, he's got it, because
1: it's it's so special to see him on stage, you know, like, if he was on stage all the time, I don't know if that'd be the reaction. I guess good for him you know good you, to
0: see him forget though I mean he was the star of this band at one totally. time totally you know the ri- I mean everyone knew he was the writer he was ki- kind of the he was kind of the poster boy whereas Brendan was kind of more of the weirdo at one point mm-hmm. like Ryan Ross was the pretty one you know the girls loved him and uh, he was a star He's, he, he, he could still do something you know if he wanted to um, and that's he said, um, for twenty eighteen he has a ton of songs ready for release. I don't I don't know what that means or how we're gonna get them, but um could still do it.
1: Man, I don't know. I'm very skeptical. I really hope he stopped listening to the Beatles.
0: Oh yeah, if he wants to pull me <laughs> that young vein shit, it's not happening. But like if you know what I mean, if he uh, wants to get singer song ready, like Ed Sheeran kind of thing going true. on. True. There's no reason a major shouldn't cause... sign Ryan Ross and push him, oh, you know? Man. But man, how would Brendan feel about that? You should join that uh, that band with uh, Dallin Weeks and the guy from Falling in Reverse. Oh my <laughs> god, <gosh>, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Other I mean, Panic at the Disco?
1: Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Ex-Panic at the Disco members and ex-Falling in Reverse member.
0: Um. Yeah, so we both are kind of around the same area. We like this Panic song. Yeah. We think it's a jam. We're just not like, we're not... We're not hyped for some reason. I man. know. I I'm, <laughs> I don't I'm, know why, but I'm I'm just I'm not hyped. I want to be excited
1: about Panic, and I really, really want to be. Man, I want to be at the party, but I just
0: feel like I I shouldn't go at this point. <laughs> it's fun though. It's, yes, it's a fun song. It's fun. Definitely All right. fun. Let's move on. Uh late night. Did you see Blink on Kimmel?
1: I did. Kings of the Weekend. That's the song they did. Yeah, played.
0: interesting. So the right? band played Kings of the Weekend, and they played I Miss You. Mm on uh to make him alive um i like kings of the weekend i think it's a good song
1: it's all right not not my pick from the album definitely not my pick but um man travis barker just going for it man right I, i mean give me some of that energy guy like <laughs> does, i
0: mean does he ever not you know I mean, he's always
1: I, but just like everything that he's done with all the soundcloud rappers ev- he's in the fever he's he's just he's just non-stop and then he gets up on stage and you know shouts to kimmel man like throwing it yeah. back shouts to him for still booking pop punk bands and how ha- and putting this stuff on because it's really yeah. cool to see like if you ever I mean, go back a
0: long history and with, watch you know... the
1: taking back sunday videos the 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 census fail videos. The, the it's just so many bands.
0: He's got a he's long booked. history with pop punk and, and emo in general. Through right. 2003 to 2007, he was right. booking all of the best bands. Yeah, you it know, really like helped, from like Taking Back Sunday to say it's the day. Right. to... The fucking almost, you know, to the sense the oh brand new. To...
1: Yo, if anyone has a video Just asking of...
0: Alexandria, dude, they played closure right. on, on Jimmy Kimmel. Live. Yes, absolutely. But if um... anyone
1: has video of that almost performance, it has been wiped from the internet and I cannot find it anywhere. So please send that shit into me. <laughs> <laughs> it is a it is um, a pretty bad performance but i love it anyways
0: yeah yeah that, that is a terrible performance <laughs> it looks like he just woke up and realized he was on stage in front of millions of hey, people listen 2007 almost always yeah. shots i love southern Weather, it was, great it album. Was fire man southern weather was fire mm-hmm. what a fire name for an album too right like a summer album southern weather yeah um so the band, though, aside Travis aside, like man, they look so fucking tired. Like uh, dude, Skiba actually Yelp. looked hungover, like mm-hmm. he was totally phoning it in. Like Skiba yes. just looked like, like he could give a shit. Like I, I just, I couldn't even believe, uh, I couldn't even believe just how lazy he looked up there. Do you think um, Kings of the Weekend could they push this as a new single? I really hope not, man. Give I me mean, the
1: new shit. You know they got the Vegas already...
0: res- they got the Vegas residency coming up. Right, that's why that's they like did, a good big that's deal. That's they what they're this, trying to promote. Right. So I mean, do you think why not push another single? Why, you, I just why, why play it on Jimmy Kimmel Live if you're not going to push it as a single? It's kind of what right. I wonder. Why pick this song? Why not play? I know if right. you're just promoting the residency, why not pick one of the certified jams? You know,
1: right for sure. I I really hope not. But I mean, that's really the only reason they would make it or they would play it is to push it as a single. So it it's whatever, you know, I, they've already <laughs> teased us with new music. I'm just like, all right, we're going back to California now. I, I'm just yeah. I'm over it, man. Don't tease well, new music and then go back to your last album.
0: Uh, all right. I'm going to end. I'm going to end <laughs> your Blink Slander. And uh, they also played I Miss You. I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. How okay, was it? So the most important part here is I'm going to rate, you know, you got to rate Skiba's Where mm-hmm. Are You? You know, how you do the Where Are You when mm-hmm. he came in. And I'm giving it a three. Oh, like wow. No.
1: So it was bad. bad, dude.
0: Like, I don't know, like the, the band with Skiba playing this on Kimmel, it felt like elevator music. And, wow. you know, there's usually like this building urgency to that song as you listen to it, you know, mm-hmm. that hum, like it just gets more and more it just gets bigger as it goes and just watching them play with skiba it just it sucks man it's just hit and his where are you you actually gotta go back and listen to it because it was the worst one i've ever heard him do when he does man you're just going in on skiba today dude (laughs) yeah it's funny it's funny too like the next thing i've written my notes is just tom question mark i don't even know why i wrote that but i'm like
1: god
0: you know like i couldn't uh,
1: believe you didn't bring it up when they were in the studio When we talked about him, like, last episode or two episodes ago. Well, like, you know,
0: my thing is, is Skiba sucks at being Tom. He can't do Tom. Tom, Right. Skiba is better as a higher range mark, you know? Right. Skiba works on a song, like, she's out of her mind. Or it's just Skiba kind of doing a little bit of a higher range. He doesn't... He's terrible at impersonating Tom on songs like I Miss You, the Mm -hmm. most the most Tom song out there right you know what I mean like with the most iconic Tom verse like he just can't do it
1: it's it's so funny how iconic that verse has become man right when Tom comes in it's just like it's universal man like that it just sets it off so hard and yeah I can I mean it's like we had to know this coming in that Skiba wasn't gonna be he wasn't gonna be able to be Tom so you got to right. cut him some slack, but it was really that bad, huh?
0: Yeah, it really was that bad. Because
1: um, <laughs> we um, we've talked about Skiba before live, like we did a full Blink set that we talked about, and
0: you were really about it. I was like, no, yeah, ago. he's like he sounds good when he's he's blending in well. You right, know, right? There are just mo- like the "Where Are You" verse of "I Miss You" is not his moment to stand out. That's kind of like let's 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 fade in a little and maybe do a harmony with Mark <laughs> sure, there. You know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. Let's let's chill out on that one. But yeah, Travis Barker's still a beast. He's like, dude, he just looked like way too active compared to the other two guys. I
1: <laughs> know he was so out of place. But like, I just looked at uh, at Travis the whole performance.
0: Like <laughs> yeah. that guy is just everywhere, man. Yep. Uh, in 2018, 2017, real like, there's just I'm all about this Travis Barker revival. You know, it's where just he's everywhere. just gonna be everywhere. Yep. Um, next story. We gotta do our pop story. So. A bunch of musicians have all thrown down the gauntlet and took their shot at Song of the Summer this week. We're going to kind of go through them all here real quick and um, discuss whether or not we want to add them in play to potential songs of the summer on our Song of the Summer tracker. Um, So far on the Song of the Summer tracker potentials, we have Cardi B, I Like It, Sinai Gomez, Back To, Post Malone's Better Now. And um, we're going to go through these new ones that all came out, and um, either Tyler or I can add them to the list. It doesn't have to be both of us agreeing, and we're going to pick. And the first one that came out is Demi Lovato and Clean Bandit, Solo. So you probably last remember Clean Bandit from their Smash Rockabye with Sean Paul. Which, by the way, what's up with the Sean Paul revival? Like, how do we bring this Is guy back? Is Are that happening? Are you about happening? it? Yeah, dude, he's, uh, like, back. And he's oh. back on top 40, like, consistently.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. It's been a long time since Baby Boy. I was fine with losing him. (laughs) Yeah, like I I don't
0: understand why he's getting up. He's back, but it's happening. So, Mm -hmm. and then before that, obviously they dominated radio with Rather Be. Mm -hmm. So, like you got Demi taking her next shot. Um, you know she has she has hard times like getting number ones. Usually, like she put out a song called Cool for the Summer during the summer. It didn't even get to number one, but she finally got it with Sorry Not Sorry, big smash, her biggest smash yet, and this is kind of her follow up attempt to get her next number one i think and stake her claim at a song of the summer what do you think of this one t-sharp
1: yeah it's interesting because um i don't really put demi being on the song as a way for it to be catapulted demi just feels really tired to me at certain points like her mm-hmm. hits are very few and far in between her misses. That's just True. kind of been... She's got like, a lot of misses on the board. But right. when she hits, like... When she hits, you she knows? hits. But I don't I put mean, a lot of weight behind Demi being on the song. But I will say that the the chorus i think kind of misses it's a really weird chorus that uh, it's not the most accessible kind of Mm -hmm. top 40 pop edm drop but that pre-chorus man that's a spicy little ditty there for about 30 seconds um so altogether, you know we got a few tracks to go to so i won't stay too long on any of them but i'm at a seven out of ten on this one i i don't know I don't, I've listened to this song yeah. a lot, and I still don't know. So I, I'm on the fence of whether or so, not it's actually going to take off. But it's gotten good placement on Playlist compared right. to other songs that we're going to talk about.
0: So, um, you know, I, he- I heard it. I was like, Spanish guitar. Good mm-hmm. sign. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> your good it's time. ingredient. Yep. And I was like, know, uh, yeah, it's a good chorus. I'm at a, I'm, at a, I'm at a 7 out of 10. The exact same score. Okay. My answer is no. I no. I'm not going to add this to the song of the summer tracker. Um, I think it's going to get in the top 20, but I don't think this is going to be a song of the summer. OK, yeah, it's
1: tough. Do you <laughs> want to add it or do you want to um, say no? You know what? I'll add it just because you, you... didn't. I'll, All right. I'll, I'll, All right. I'll, I'll go for it. I'll stake my name right. on this song.
0: All right. It is officially in there. Uh, OK, so the next song we're going to talk about that came out is Tiesto and Post Malone teamed up for Jackie Chan. And I got to say. I, I really like this song a lot. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Classic Tiesto. Like, it's just classic. His electronic sound, like, you would totally have heard the song in Abercrombie and Fitch in the early 2000s. Post Malone is, like, so good with melody on that chorus, and it's so smooth. Um, I'm at an 8 out of 10 in this song. What wow, are your
1: thoughts? Wow, you're a banger nation. Stand up, It's a up, banger nation. Man. Air horns, man. Air horns. up. Yeah, wow. That's a big, uh, that's a hot take right there. I really do enjoy this song. Um, unfortunately, I'm not seeing any push behind it, uh, mm-hmm. even though it did get a bit of a media cycle for a potential for a potential song of the summer bid. Mm-hmm. But um, it's kind of problematic in in a few <laughs> different ways in 2018, which yeah, I don't true. you know I don't want to go there too much. But um, surprised that it got greenlit by so many mm-hmm. different parties as as far as like lyrical content goes. But, um, well, you know,
0: there, there's a new Rush Hour movie, like, in the works, right. I guess. So, I, this, there's theories this might be attached to the promotion of that.
1: Okay, alright. So, I, wa- I want to put it on there, because I like the song so much, but <laughs> I'm not seeing any push behind it. So, I'm gonna say no, I'm at a... I'm at, like, a 7.3 out of 10 on it.
0: I, I like a Post Malone song more than you. That is a... It's
1: not a Post Malone song. Ooh. He's a feature... <laughs> He makes the song. He kills it. He kills it. He absolutely he kills it because he always so does.
0: So I'm with you too. I'm gonna say no on this one. Okay. Um, even though I like the song a lot, mm-hmm. I I don't think I I don't think it has the push or the power to become a song of the summer just by virtue of it being so techno. You know what I mean? Right. Like doesn't fit it's the mold. Just, right now yeah it's just it's it's almost not safe enough to be a number one so i'm gonna say no one thing though we got to remember though is that you know just because the push isn't there now like mm-hmm. that's not how song the summer always right. works you know like we saw with camila havana was just like right. dropped as a with a with another song uh the omg song yep. and then they wait and they until they see it cooking and then the push happens right. so there could still be a push for this song you can't totally count it out but we're saying no okay next song uh sam hunt downtown's dead this is a country guy and uh this is a breaking new ground for note to scene the first country guy we've we've mentioned but the reason you got to bring it up is because his last hit single was a like two years ago was a huge song this summer body like a back road it was a total pop crossover downtown's dead is his follow-up to that um what do you think of the song Kyler sharp i am not about it
1: Body like a backroad was Country's closer, you know. It was mm-hmm, co- it was probably. Country's version of the Chain Smoker and Halsey's Closer. And as we've seen with the Chain Smokers, it's very difficult to follow <laughs> up returns. that moment, man. <laughs> very diminishing returns. <laughs> with very diminishing. And you know, I don't want to lump automatically lump artists into it, but it's so hard to follow up a smash. And you know, only certain artists can do it. And I really don't think Sam has done it here. I think that chorus melody misses hard and it's, you know, it's going to have success at country, but there's no way this crosses over at all.
0: It's just, so you it's, are uh, it's saying not a strong no no enough. Hard the, uh,
1: no. The hard no.
0: I'm at a six okay. out of 10 on this. Okay. I really like this song a lot. Um, I think, um, listen, this isn't going to be a pop crossover hit, like Tyler says. This isn't Body Like a Backroad. But if you enjoy gushy romance country ballads about walking through the park on a summer night with your significant other, you'll like this. It's, it's that song. I actually really enjoy it. I'm an 8 out of 10. But being that this is a country song, it's going to go to number one on country radio. It's mm-hmm. not a Body Like the Backroad type. And it's not, it's not going to be a song this summer. It's not going to dominate the pop charts. So I'm at a no as well. Okay. All right. One more to get through. <laughs> they all shot them in this week and we got to go through them. Yep. Pharrell and Camila Cabello teamed up for Sangria Wine. Tyler Sharp, I want to know <laughs> your thoughts on Sangria Wine. This is a
1: bad song, Matt. And you cannot convince me otherwise. Completely unbiased, you know? Like, this is not what is g- it's gonna take to be a song in the summer hit. I just don't see it moving. It's been out for a minute now. It only has 10 million streams on Spotify. It is getting decent placement on playlists off the good graces of Camila simply appearing on the song, but... I really think this Only song 10 misses million? hard. You say
0: that, dude, careful.
1: It needs like... to be cooking so much harder than that, man. I need to see Ariana numbers on this song, and it's not. So I know Pharrell has been, you know, semi-MIA since Happy. I just, I mean, I, I haven't heard much from him since that song took over the world. and And a new song from him would take a minute to start cooking. I don't think this song is strong enough sonically. And I really don't like it. I'm at a 5 out of 10.
0: And you're at a no? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So, Camila and Pharrell teaming up. So, the thing about Pharrell is, like, Pharrell is like, super smart and good. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's had some misses, like, lately. But he's he's done a lot of cool... Do you remember when Pharrell brought Daft Punk back? Right. Mm-hmm. And made Daft Punk cool again? Like, mm-hmm. I'll never forget that night. Like, I don't know. It was, <laughs> I think it was, like, summer of 2013. Uh-huh. It was... My maybe my last semester at college, it was summer. We were all kind of chilling, having like not a party, but like just it was like the final summer, and everyone was just kind of coming through the house. We were chilling, drinking beers, it was hot out, and um, we didn't even have music on. That's how like low key it was. We had like this big, big house that like four of us rented right by our college, and um, all of our friends were coming through. It was a good time, everyone was chilling, and then one of my friends, uh, Cam, he goes. Yo yo, you got that new Daft Punk song and I was like, <laughs> "What?" You know and I was like, like Daft Punk, like that nerdy techno band from the 90s, and my roommate was like, "Of course I do." And I was like, "What?" Like, you know, you got Daft Punk on your iPod and um we had these giant speakers and he put it on and and just hearing that song um get lucky it Uh was
1: just
0: it was something else man like yeah it was like wow like pharrell really really brought daft punk back and um the way the bass and the guitar just like reverberated through our house it was just an experience hearing that song i was like holy shit like you know like the way just the way he brought back the earth wind and fire vibes and you got Nile rogers there who's just the coolest looking producer guitar player you'll ever see It was such an interesting thing to see Pharrell do, um, and totally made me forgive him for that whole uh, Robin Thicke. uh, Yeah, yeah. But anyways, gotta bring that up. My point here is Pharrell's a genius, Mm -hmm. and um, I don't like this song either. Um, I don't. I, I don't. I hate it less than you. I'm at a 6.5 out of 10, but I think it's a fucking earworm, man, Mm -mm. like and it gets stuck in your head. It's tropical pop. It's a grinder. It's a dancing single. I think of all these songs, it's got the most potential to be a song of the summer. It's going to go off at hot summer parties, so I'm giving it the yes. Wow. Put it, we're putting it. We're putting on the list. Wow. I'm not letting us be wrong about this one. Wow. All right.
1: Uh, I, that's fine. You know, I'll come back at you when it flops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've spent a long time in pop tour yep. territory. So let's 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 go to a let's do a heavy story. All right. um, Fever three through three. Or do I just call them The Fever,
1: Tyler? You know, Jason has been referring to them as The Fever 333 on stage this summer at all their okay. festivals they've been playing. I like so. that better.
0: 333. Yeah, I like. I do too. It. Okay, so The Fever, former Let Live singer Jason's new band with Travis Barker and like a bunch of other people, have released their new single, Trigger, the follow-up bomb to their rock radio "Raging Against the Machine mimicking hit, Made in America. Um, Tyler Sharp, before we talk about the song, why don't you just kind of give the listeners the rundown on The Fever and like the story of The Fever. So
1: The Fever is started as this quote unquote super group that kind of, from what I understand, John Feldman found Jason Butler after Let Live broke up and he was like, this guy needs to be in a band. The world needs this guy in a band. And he I don't know who brought in the other two members, but the drummer is from Night Versus and Big Shouts. The guitarist is from the Chariot and it is so cool for an old school Chariot diehard fan to see a member, a former member of that band having. So, so what much is success. what is
0: Travis Barker doing? Then? So is Travis Barker and John Feldman
1: are basically un unofficial members of this band they join them when they can they play live they chill in the studio they work on music together they're unofficial like honorary members of the fever 333 and i think you know the jason has a very strong aesthetic about the fever as being like this fluid thing and i could see him just being like Yo, this member is going to come play with us. Yo, this yeah. musician is going to come play with us. You know, the fever is everyone.
0: Something cheesy like that. but That's more of like um, a conclave. Like, a, you right, know what I mean? To him. Right. It's more of a jam, se- an ongoing jam session.
1: Totally. So the fever was independent last summer. They dropped, the fever is
0: an idea. Uh, Yo, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's
1: what it is. Yeah. Um, it, It's kind of got that let live aesthetic. You know, you know, it's Jason, mm. but... Mm. They were independent last summer. I heard rumors. Matt and I kind of knew what was going on with the band. They announced their signing to Roadrunner not too long ago. So they're on As the table. I just want to say we're always out here knowing. You, to know, you know, we're we're always always out you know. We always digging. We always digging. We just know. Like, that's <laughs> <us>. <laughs> so we were waiting for the announcement because they submitted "Walking in My Shoes." I think that's what the song's called. Sorry if it's not. To rock radio before they announced the Roadrunner signing, and it was like hovering at around like you know outside 40s low Mm -hmm. 30s and then they announced the signing to roadrunner and it has climbed all the way it's currently sitting at number number 12 it was up to number 10 last week so it's just hovering right there right now and um once you break that 10 it gets really hard to keep climbing like you got a slow burn to the top especially when you're a new band
0: So, so big deal I mean, they signed your Roadrunner, you know, who is owned by Atlantic Records. Right. Um, major, they're going to get a, a major label push. And um, so turning it back now to the new song they put out, Trigger. What do you think of Trigger, Tyler? So, all right,
1: listeners, we got we got to take this back. I've been fighting to get this band on the show for a <laughs> long time. <laughs> I fought when they formed, when they dropped their EP, Made in America. Oh my <laughs> Fight god! Fight when
0: they played that show in a parking lot to like
1: four people. Yes, that was the first time I fought <laughs> for this band, and Matt was like, "No, nah, man, no, dude,
0: he, I was not like, no." Nah, I don't have. <laughs> first off, listeners, I don't have that much control. Second off, I I, I don't think I was. I might have been a little dismissive of the band, but I think it was more of like we just could we didn't have time to get to them. Right, like we had right. we had too them small. slotted. be yeah. talked about many mm-hmm. times, but like you know how the show goes, just so many songs come out, they just kept getting bumped.
1: And then they d- surprise dropped a full EP the same yeah. week that Hawthorne Heights released their throwback single, and I was like, Matt, we gotta talk about the Hawthorne single, and we gotta talk about the Fever, and he just laughed. What
0: happened? <laughs> so much to talk about that. Was that the week we did the Nothing
1: Nowhere episode? Like, I think so. Yeah, I know we had, we had a lot to so talk about. Much. Yeah, so hard band. So, like
0: I try, you know, I'm a I'm a old Let Live guy. You know that, like right, that was my band. Right,
1: like, right. We both backed that band pretty hard, but um, we thought that they were going to be the next Under Oath, especially after Warp Tour 2013. So I've been about this band for. Pretty much since the beginning, I was super interested in them and what they were doing. Not only because they have an ex-chariot member in them, but the Knight vs. Drummer is an absolute shredder and Jason's just an iconic front man. So the formula was there for something
0: cool to happen. I'd say Jason's good. Like he's not iconic yet and he should be, but I just think he's in his bubble. I- iconic he just in hasn't his bubble. Gotten, he hasn't gotten that recognition yet. You know, he's just not globally known in the way he should right, be. Right, right. Like, you know, iconic he's really fucking good. good if you but... knew
1: Let Live, then you know that that right. Jason was an iconic performer. Yeah, you know, like that. If you knew Let Live, and that unfortunately, I, 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 I that would be careful
0: enough. with the word iconic. You know? I know, I, just, I, know. I don't think he's earned it yet. Yeah. I think he's that good to be iconic. Yeah. I just don't think enough people know about. Right, it. for sure. So. I loved the
1: EP. Mm-hmm. I don't like this song, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so pissed that this is the first time we're getting to talk about this band is with a song. Man, you, that I you don't can talk like. about
0: why you love the EP. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, Made in America is holy shit. That Feldman hook in that song mm-hmm. just bops, man. Comes in yeah. so hard, gets stuck in your head for days. Go listen to that song. This song, it's kind of redundant, and it feels a little kind of. I, I'm not going to say uninspired because I think thematically there was thought that there's obvious thought, you know, social parameters and conversation and concepts that went into the thematics. But sonically, it's just, it, it gets redundant after a while, man. He just keeps screaming that line. And I, I, I'm i not about this song. They're obvious, like, there's no way this gets like a radio push or anything. I'm not, you know, we got to think about this band in a major label context. So we got to mm-hmm. think about what, are they taking the right steps to continue moving forward and i really hope walking in my shoes keeps moving i think it's a it's an interesting song like matt has always told me when we've talked about this show this band off the show everyone thinks they're just listening to rage against the machine <laughs> comeback which is
0: an asset <laughs> right right totally (laughs) trick motherfuckers you know what i'm saying
1: like absolutely so ride that way this band is super interesting i'm very excited for this future this song is just not the best move in my opinion so i
0: i am uh i'm on the complete opposite side of you i i could i didn't care about that ep at all like Mm. to me it's just rage light you know i just didn't it didn't really do much Mm. for me i like this song though dude Mm. um why? Dude, I, I I like the themes of it. Like, Jason's been that guy, man. Like, calling out fascism and calling right, out right. fucking Republican scum and calling out e- the evil of like certain corporations. He's been that guy, and like he opens a song, dude. Parkland, stand up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, he's that's that's a risky line to open your song on, and I just respect sure. the fuck out of that. And totally, yeah. I just like there's just part of me that I just like. I get that fuck yeah mentality. I like a summer rager. (laughs) I like kicking off the summer with sort of like an asphalt rager that you can go skate to or something. You know what I mean? Like system of a down style, you know, like BYOB shouldn't have worked at radio, but it did. You know what Mm. I mean? Like, I just like that. Yeah. The ag- aggressive Summer Rager. Um, you know, I, I'm at 7.5 out of 10 on
1: this Wow, line. dude, you're right underneath banger, man. Did I give a rating? I can't remember if I, don't, I did, did or not. not.
0: What's your rating? Uh, I am at a 6.5 out of 10. So, but, again, I'm hesitant, though, because... Dude, I bit hard on Let Live. Uh, I was so excited about that band, man, and I feel like I got smoked. Like, I mean, you weren't alone. You we backed I mean?
1: that band, man. We backed that I, band.
0: I really did, and I, I feel like they had all the opportunities in the world to blow the fuck up, and they didn't. And and mm-hmm. they really they put out bad music in the end, and, and I just feel like I got burned by them. So. I when I start feeling the fear, I, I my reaction is to pull back and be like, "Wait a minute, you know." <laughs> Jason, Jason ultimately didn't deliver in the end with "Let Live," and, and and maybe that's part of why I like this song because it's the most "Let Live" like they've put out mm-hmm. so far. You know, it's just kind of a straight screamo thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I have that hesitation with this band. <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. I was I was in the same boat. I was a big Let Live fan. I I feel good. I feel good about the Fever, man. Feel good about it. I feel good. I've been watching, uh, walking in my shoes burn from literally the very bottom of the mm-hmm. rock chart on Active Rock Radio, and it has climbed all the way. When I saw it at number ten, holy shit! I was like, here we go, man. Like this is this is gonna happen. And um, you know, is they're in a bit of a flux right now because once you get to number ten, it's it's really becomes very difficult to keep climbing but okay. we'll see what happens over the summer real quick got a shout under oath broke the top 20 they peaked at number 17 this past week and rapture is now at number 19 and they're in a battle right now with stone temple pilots five finger death punch seven dust and parkway drive for from <sighs> 20 to about 16 yeah so you know, they,
0: they've got to get in that, that top 10
1: right you know? I mean that's where I they're still, going I
0: still as, an, as a listener of rock radio I still have not heard the song it's is, still
1: it's know. still rolling it, man Give us some more time.
0: I'm 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 waiting patiently, and I want I want to see a break. in. other bands doing well too. Like uh, I think Thirty Seconds to Mars are at number four at all right now. Yep. Wow. You know, still with uh, Dangerous Night too. Mm-hmm. Like that song came out like two years ago, right? I am, <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> like, I am waiting. Muse came in
1: out of nowhere, and they, yeah, they're Muse gonna, gonna cold end cold the week now. with number one. So unfortunately, yeah. Thirty has to wait for them to fall. And I'm not sure if that song, if they have enough longevity left in Dangerous Night. But Imagine Dragons and Lovely the Band, both are on their way out, so I really think if 30 can maintain, they could at the very least get to number 2 over the next few weeks, but if they have some longevity, they might be able to knock Muse off and get a number 1.
0: That would be really cool to see, um, and it would also be cool to see Under Oath pop into the top yeah, 10.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, okay, but since we talked about the fever so much, Tyler, we got to hit these next three stories real quick. All so right. we got new songs from Mayday, State Champs, and Dance Gavin Dance. And we're just going to go through and hit all these <laughs> real quick and give our reactions. So Mayday put out their second single, Never Sure, from their album, Sunnyland, out June 15th on Fios Records. I saw a lot of love for this song online. Like, I saw a lot of people waving the back to the Roots banner, um, mm. and maybe that's the case. Like this, I mean, if you think about it, more than the hipster pop of mm-hmm. "Piece of Your Heart," you know? mm-hmm. but to me, this is just basic Mayday. This is a basic bitch band. Like I just that's <laughs> what this band is to me, man. They're just so basic, and this is a baseline Mayday song. It's very forgettable. I'm at a five and a half out of ten.
1: Yes, very unremarkable. I almost like I had in my notes Mayday's indie punk moment with that D beat on the drums. I was just like, <laughs> what the hell is going on with this band, man? I thought we were doing the, the indie pop rock yeah, I thing we were doing and fun, now now fun, we're doing right? now we're doing this sad, like throwback bullshit. I'm over it. Five out of ten. Move on. This album won't matter.
0: Okay. Um State Champs released a new song called Mine Is Gold from their new album, Living Proof, which is out June 15th on Pure Noise. Um, I think it's safe to say both Dead and Gone and Crystal <laughs> Ball were complete misses. Uh-huh. Right, Tyler Sharp? Uh-huh. This song is very poppy. I like it the best of all three songs. It's a very Blink-182 California kind of chorus, which I found interesting. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, though, what I come to is meh question mark <laughs> like i'm at a six and a half out of ten you know it it's it's all right that's which is where i continually end up with state champs it's kind of mad. <laughs> where
1: you at t Sharp? you know it's really hard to believe this band has released three songs from their new album because i've only heard one <laughs> there uh, there is nothing remarkable about any of these songs they're so middle of the road they feel so uninspired and you're right like the first one it leans more towards feldman and five sauce this one leads more towards feldman and blink it's just we've heard these songs before uh, go listen to the last two state champs records you don't have to listen to this new album so far you know we haven't heard the whole thing but like these these three songs are just b-sides to the last record and the last record wasn't even as good as the one before that, in my opinion. So I'm over it so far on State Champs. You've given me nothing to latch on to. I am at same as you, six point five out of ten.
0: <laughs> just met just right there. Though. you can't like hate it, you know, right, what I mean? like but it's you coherent music, you're not, you know? Yeah, like you can't be mad at it, but it's just it doesn't ever get above a seven. Right? Yeah, yeah. you like, can't give it to him. Give us a seven, guys. I mean, <laughs> come on. You know? like, all right. Next story: Dance Gavin Dance at the Disco have released "Care," the fourth single from their upcoming eighth album, Artificial Selection. Um, Is it the fourth single? I'm gonna let you speak first on this one. Pretty sure it's the third single. Um,
1: Interesting kind of approach and moment to a single. Not going to lie, little disappointed, especially compared to the hype that we had on Mothership at this point in the cycle. Um, Care is like a low-key, a more low-key song compared to Midnight Crusade and Son of Robot and your kind of average Dance Gavin Dance song. Um, I don't really like this approach to Dance Gavin Dance, and I hate to do this to my boys, but this song is definitely not for me. I'm going to have to sit with it a I'm gonna little cut longer. In real
0: quick. Tyler, you're right. It is the third single. Not okay. Bad. Okay.
1: I'm going to have to sit with it a little longer, but right now I'm at... <sighs> I'm at between a 6.5 and a 7. I'm at like a 6.7. It's hard
0: for you to even give your boy a 7. (laughs) You gotta like take some distance from this band. Um, Uh, Okay, so we got got an exotic tropical post-hardcore here. mm -hmm. I mean, we're literally starting the song out by quote, laying by the ocean in the song's Mm -hmm. intro. Mm -hmm. For a second... I thought they were going to go for it. Yeah. Like, maybe we were going to get a real single yeah. with just clean vocals, but then come in the choppy guitars and the screams. Can't and dude, do this song that, fucking man. sucks. There's oh, no way around
1: it. don't. There's don't. no melody.
0: There's no hook. Tillian even sounds bad, which is I rare. Tillian sounds like shit it's, on this song. Yeah, I'm giving it a four out of 10. God, like this why song got to come bad.
1: out at my boys, man. This is all sorry, we got man. left. This is all we got
0: I'm left. Sorry. It's we a, got a bad s-
1: song. We got to savor what we have left of the scene, man. Like, we you got to. You
0: I give them. Props. I you got for someone who is over this band. You gotta admit, I give them a lot of props. Mm-hmm. And, well, where they're and this this is just a bad song. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to admit it, but I know. All right. Know. Um. Before we go, uh, I got a couple of recommendations. Um, cool. If you have any, Tyler, uh, feel free to give some recommendations. Um, I want to recommend the new Now Now album. It's just really good emo meets indie pop with an amazing female vocalist who has one of the most beautiful voices out there. I would recommend you check out Now Now's new album. And I would also recommend you check out the new song by Mitski. Uh kind of like this song in particular. It's like really intellectually strong, like indie rock. Meets like an essence, it's a vibe, it's a mood. Just mm. check it
1: out. I'm gonna have Anything to check that sharp? out. Yeah, a band called Vane, they're this hardcore band that has come up through the hardcore ranks, but they don't sound like your average hardcore band. Pretty like not, 90s, not Bain, right? Vane, V E I N, V
0: E I N.
1: No, no, yeah, not, not to be confused, V E I N, young hardcore band um they're releasing an album called error zone unfortunately it's on closed casket records uh it's just it's not going to matter on that on that uh on that platform but i've seen some industry people interacting you know friends from higher ups in the industry interacting with their posts on social media so there are there are powers that be who are aware of this band and this record is sounding like a punk version of Amir. It is just absolute pyrotechnic chaos on guitars. Their vocalist is an absolute demon. I, I'm so excited about this album and this band, and I really just hope that they don't end up turning into the, like Sworn In Part Two because they R&L. did the whole Windbreaker thing, it. and yeah, it's a whole that thing. That is but it. Go for the listen. Show
0: this week, Tyler Sharp. We are out of time, unfortunately. We thank. Everyone for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to send them in to notescene at gmail.com. Please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy the show. Until then, we will see you next week.